Hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 20. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. Excellent, we're off, we're on way to episode 20. Who would have thought we'd have got here so quickly? We've got into double figures. Is that right? 20? No, hang on. 10 double figures. <laughs> There's a two at the start of it. Does that make it a double figure? Uh, yeah, of course It's it a double does. figure with a two at the front. Right, okay, fair a, enough. A double double figure. Uh, no, but pleased to get to episode 20, so thank you to uh, everybody who's been listening to us. Um, although, although so e- even if nobody was listening, we'd have, we'd have still got to episode 20 anyway. We would indeed, yeah. Our listeners are fairly <laughs> irrelevant. We're still going to do it anyway, so... Uh, this is entitled The 50-Minute Men's Podslay Event. So we say 50 minutes, it could be 40, it could be 50, it could be 55, who knows. Uh, we'll try and keep it to 50 if we can at least, uh, or m- at most, maybe. But, the, like but obviously it's the Winter Olympics, so the 50-Minute Men's Podslay Event is what me and Fisher are doing. We're hoping to get um, a gold medal in podcasting today uh, and, and stay warmer than, than they do tend, they tend to do at the Winter Olympics. Podcasting is not an official Olympic event, but it does probably make a lot more sense than some of the things that happen at the Winter Olympics, I would yeah, say. Which we'll talk about some of those later, won't we? Some of the strange events that they have in the uh, Winter Olympics, because that's what we're looking at a bit later on. We'll be looking at the Winter Olympics. Uh, that's our theme for this week. Uh, just before we move on to what's coming up, though, I thought we'd do a few uh, little mentions. First of all, uh, listener January got in touch. Remember January? Uh, yes. And she hasn't changed her Twitter address to uh, February or anything like that it's January um, thank you very much for, for last week you might have heard me mention we were we, you asked me I think which is the strangest band or most um, sort of the, the worst corniest band you've seen, band you've seen uh, you know maybe at the students union or something when you were a student and you said yours were the Venger Boys was it and, uh, Bewitched I, 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 said, bewitched, I, I said I've seen two of Bewitched so half of Bewitched and I've seen the Venger Boys twice. Okay, so just Witched or just B? Or? Uh, I, I think, foolishly, they marketed themselves as Bewitched and it turned up as just half of them, oh, which I thought was a bit unfair. Well, the band that I saw was all the All Stars. And I was I, I could remember the songs, The Land of Make-Believe and uh, Bump in the Night, but I couldn't remember the name of the band. And um, January has dug out an old Now CD or remembers an old Now CD that had that, had that particular song on it, Bump in the Night. I remember seeing that band. I think it was at Sheffield Arena. It was like a uh, maybe like a charity gig or something. But they were the big headlining act um, on the night. It wasn't a very busy Sheffield Arena that night. But yeah, it was all for charity, so that's, that's you know that's all good. Um, but no, it was it was them. So thank you for that. And actually, now is going to be turning ninety nine very soon, isn't it? Is it? I've not seen that. They're now ninety nine. I think the last now CD I got was about now thirty seven. So. <laughs> so for me, it was there are now ninety nine now albums and. Um, all Stars was on one of them, yeah. if that could be a new Jay-Z song, maybe. And you can also, I was, I was watching it on, on a TV programme the other day, they're actually doing a competition as part of having 99 Now albums where people can basically sing their favourite song or sing along to their favourite song and they could potentially win the chance to have a song recorded and be on the 100th Now CD, I think it'll be. That's a great idea. I suppose the 99th version. Go. Well, the 99th version could have on it, obviously you mentioned Jay-Z with 99 Problems, could have 99 Red Balloons. Yeah. Um, could stick a flake in it and put some strawberry sauce on it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> there are so many songs. Well, there's two songs in 99, in it, so yeah, that, that could be part of the CD, surely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so drinks. Should we do them now? Do you want to do drinks now, or do you want to, we'll do drinks in a bit? Give us uh, what's coming up then, Fisher. Well, coming up, we've got the apology of the week. 
uh, which I think Jimbo will be doing this week. Have you got something to say sorry for, Jimbo? Uh, as usual, we've always got something to say sorry for. Yeah, uh, and then we've got the joke that we should have done last episode. As always, there's always a joke we forgot to do last time or we didn't get in last time. We listened back and we wanted to do another joke. Yep, I think I'm going to be doing this one. Though. Just if we didn't give you a long enough podcast last time, we're adding to it again. Yeah, although if people complain that this podcast is quite long, then it's partly because we're playing some of last week's podcast in, back into it. <laughs> Um, so that could then, be an apology for future weeks. Uh, then we're also going to be talking a bit about the news. Our theme is the Winter Olympics, which includes a small quiz that I did myself. And then we've got the irregular feature, which, uh, Jimbo, you've done that this week. Have you got uh, any details on that? Uh, yeah, well, um, I, I can tell you it is going to be space-themed. All right. Space-themed, okay. Um, but obviously that is coming up a little bit later on, so that's all I'm going to tell you. I hope that's enough of a teaser for now. Uh, but now it's time to make the apology of the week. Oh, no, no, we're going to do drinks. We'll do drinks, then we'll do apology. Because otherwise I'd have to apologise for not giving Fisher a cold beer. Instead, it'd be a warm one, because it's been sat here for quite some time now. Um, so the beer that we brought this week, I did say just now that we are doing space-themed um Irregular, irregular feature, regular, irregular feature. So, I have got a space-themed beer, and this week's beer is UFO White Ale, which is crisp, light-bodied, and brewed with, get this, orange peel and coriander. Oh, well, very nice. And <laughs> not from Yorkshire, which is generally the thing no, we go for. No, we, we try and go Yorkshire. I couldn't do it on this occasion. But again, but this, did... this works particularly well for this week's podcast, and you'll know later on why. This is from Boston, uh, M.A. Windsor. Okay, so that is Massachusetts, and obviously, because ah, generally speaking, okay. yeah, generally speaking, I think if we can't go Yorkshire, we try and go to maybe Lancashire, oh, Durham, right, okay. Derbyshire, somewhere in the vicinity. Where have we gone to? Boston, Massachusetts. There's a Boston in the UK, though. It's Boston, Lincolnshire, yeah, but I don't think it's from there. <laughs> it's okay. a problem. So, yeah, it's space theme, theme because it's called UFO White Ale. So, uh, while I'm pouring this, we'll move on to the next part, which is going to be um, a little bit about the joke we should have done last week. <laughs> So it's moving on to the joke we should have done last week uh, and I think Jimbo is going to play some audio footage in there. Yeah, well, if you remember, it was a bird-watching theme, weren't it? It was a bird-watch month or bird-feeding month um, for America. So we we were talking about bird-watching. And well, then... Specifically, we were talking about tits and swallows quite a lot. <laughs> Which we'll come on to in a second. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we, we were talking about tits and swallows quite a lot, but also bird-watching, general bird-watching and so on. And you had a little bit of a question to ask that I didn't really know the answer to. So here's a clip from last week. Yeah, you got some tad. Uh, is it ornithology? Is the art of bird watching? Is that right? I don't know. I, just call I don't it know. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, there was a clip from last week. Uh, Fish talking about ornithology. 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 So, what? What? Are you, are you an? Why are we asking that? Are you an orphanologist? An orphanologist? Nope. But I'm a keen word botcher. Ah right. And that's, that's a joke we should have done last week. <laughs> Which I'm sure everyone finds hilarious, because what I should have said is bird watcher, but I've mixed that word up to say word botcher, um, which is itself botting some words. And it probably works even better by the fact you couldn't really say the word orphanologist very well. I think it'd work better if I knew actually what an orphanologist was as well. And I'm still starting to get get my head around this idea. But anyway, never mind. The beer does look a funny colour, doesn't it, Fisher? Uh, it's called White UFO Ale, and it's sort of very cloudy. It is. I think, uh, very misty, which is possibly... Can, can you t- Have you tasted it yet? I'm not sure I dare. You can taste the orange peel in there. What, I like they haven't used oranges, they just use orange peel. 
I can't taste any orange in there at all. Can you <laughs> taste any orange? No, it's quite nice actually. It's, it's, yeah, it's all right. I, mean, I, can, I can get a bit of citrus coming through. I hope they get a we get a retweet from uh, these uh, UFO white ale makers. Hmm. I don't know what brewery it is. It just says ufobeer.com. So right. if anyone wants to check that out, have a look at it if you want. Um, uh, we did get a retweet. Uh, we got a like from Salt Air Brewery. We did. We um, did, yeah. And as a result, obviously, we've not chosen their beer this week, but never mind. <laughs> I'm sure in future we will go back to them, because if you're a brewery and you sort of interact with us, then that means, makes us more inclined to go back and use your services again. Definitely. Uh, so now on to apology of the week. So last week, I've got to apologise because there was an awful lot of tits mentioned. We talked about... We, talked, we, we said a lot of tits, didn't we? Now, we weren't obviously talking about breasts <laughs> we were talking about the birds tits weren't we in different types of tits and different types of swallows that's where all that came from so but a few people mentioned that it was a little bit um one-sided you know lots of tits and swallows and so on but no penises yeah there were, there were only two penises in there apparently yeah is that what people were saying <laughs> well i can promise you there'll be more penises this week oh, Guar- guaranteed we'll have more penises this week now if that doesn't make you want to keep tuned in i don't know what else will Okay, so we're on to In the News then, and uh, Fish has been uh, looking through our news, browsing the news stories, and we've been having to think about what we could sort of talk about today. Uh, Various bits going on, some of it unusual, some of it unusual. (laughs) Usually the news (laughs) that we talk about tends to be quite unusual, doesn't it? Even if it is about world leaders, it tends to be that they've been up to something unusual, or we've had MPs misusing the internet as usual. It just, you know... Anyway, what have we got this time? Well, most of the news is bad news, uh, except some of it, which is terrible news. Uh, we don't tend to do much in the way of good news anymore, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> one thing that caught my eye, uh, a woman was cremated with a coconut. Oh, so, so, sad, so starting off there, sad news that, that she died and was being cremated. So yeah. again, more sad news, but she was cremated with a coconut. Sorry, when I say cremated with a coconut, she was in a coffin and had a coconut with her. Right, the coconut okay. wasn't used to cremate her. Okay. Um, yes, no one set fire to the coconut and sort of held it really close or anything like that. Um, but she had the coconut in a coffin and the coffin then exploded, I think, because the coconut <laughs> was in there. Okay. So, well, you, do you think it was a wish to be cremated with a coconut or was it just a complete accident? It, it may have been a dying wish to entertain the or scare people witless who were there at her, uh, at her funeral. A nice scent, though. It would have been, yeah. Nice coconut oil scent coming through. She might have been a big fan of bounties, the chocolate bar. It could have been, Their yeah. coconut. Yeah. Possibly. Um, I'd, I'd, is there anything that you would like to be cremated with? Um, probably. And what do you think the effect would be? A mobile phone, just in case I realised I didn't want to be cremated and I, I wasn't actually dead. So you could ring someone? Yeah. Could you not just like tap on the lid of the coffin and say, Can you let me out? Depends please? in what situation you're in, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, I don't know how, how you know, how I don't, I don't know how busy it'd be outside of the coffin. How I'd, would you know? I'd suspect very busy for uh, for your passing, Jimbo, no doubt. There'd be <laughs> numerous people there. I'd be there. Okay. As long as you've got sort of like a free buffet on afterwards and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, you know, people sometimes get buried in their favourite clothes and things like that, don't they? And, and some people like to be buried in the, uh, their team's uh, kit, football kits if they've got a favourite football team. They're mega expensive, though, than football shirts nowadays. having to change that every year. They are. But do you think this woman who was buried with a coconut was Hawaiian and she got one of those bras <laughs> that had got the two coconuts split and, and in? And one of them the... was missing. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> Well, actually, no, you're, you, you've, you've got, got two co- sides of the coconut. Yes, yeah, one yeah. coconut cut in half. Yeah, it'd be very, 
weird person if they had. I think we promised more more tits than more penises than tits this week, and we're already moving into the territory of uh, tits again. Yes, yeah, so we do apologise for that. So <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on and talk about robotic dogs instead. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, well, there's been some robotic dogs, haven't there? This is where our sort of beer links back to this quite nicely. Um, the, That's it, very inadvertent, by the way. Yeah, but... it, we didn't mean to do that, did we? Um, Boston Dynamics. Um, so the same place as where our beer is made. Maybe even the robots made these beers. I don't know. They could could well be that at last they're used for a robotic dog. <laughs> they, if you saw a video of them on on social media or the news or anything, uh, they are sort of these big yellow robotic. They do look like dogs, don't they? they move like dogs, um, very similar to that. And uh, the very, main very thin dogs, like but, sort of a greyhound. But they, yeah, but they move very smooth. They've got no head, have they? I don't think though. No, no head. Uh, they move very smoothly though, don't they? Like very quickly. As yeah. In not not very slow, like very quick seamless and it looks quite scary because especially when one of them walks up to a door realize it can't get through well, i don't know if the robot realized it couldn't get through he just walked up to the door and then another robot out of nowhere turned corner this robot though had a big pincer yeah and actually opened the door properly opened it what he did was when he opened the door as well he got his foot sucking you know you're trying yeah. to open a door and you've got so sort of, you're carrying a couple of pint glasses oh if you've got your, your tea on a tea tray or something and yeah. you're trying to get through to the living room you have to do that thing where you stick your foot in the door and like, <laughs> like sort of rag it back yeah he did that which it, is very impressive and let the other dog um, that couldn't open doors go first. Do you think that was a male dog? Because you have to do that thing where you have to present it chivalrous and hold the door open for anyone walking through. <laughs> Very polite, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did wonder. It's a bit hard, a bit harsh of the sort of uh, Boston people, Boston dynamics people, only to give one of the dogs the pincer to open the door. Yeah, and then good. dogs get separated. One of them stuck. Yeah, well, just stuck in one room. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that they just opened a door and walked in, and there was a dog, just a robotic dog, just sat in there, not doing anything. They've been there for ages; it can't get out. Do we do we think that they might um, that these dogs are capable of picking up their own dog poo? I wouldn't have thought so. Perhaps, perhaps someone has to just carry around a, a bag. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always intrigued by someone who you see with. You think, I hope that man is a dog owner. Otherwise, he's just walking around with a bag of poo in his hand. <laughs> in this case, not poo. It'd be like nuts and bolts or something, it wouldn't was, it? It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't so, actually be proper poo, I suppose. Yeah, or some WD-40 coming off him. <laughs> some oil. Yeah, so that that was our robotic dogs. And they, and they got they got people quite scared, didn't they? Because it, it, it looked like the, the kind of things that could eventually take over the world. And particularly because, even if you've ever watched it before, the uh, Netflix um, pro, sort of drama, sort of program, sci-fi sort of um, very strange TV show, but very very good at the same time and um, one of the episodes on that has got these robotic dogs on it and it look they look exactly the mm. same and and in this episode they take up basically taking over the world and they're hunting down any remaining human life so that's probably what got people quite scared maybe we can just have to put the handle on the door a bit higher to try and stave <laughs> off the threat of robotic dogs and, and black mirror the tv program actually does have a bit of a habit of predicting the future um albeit accidentally so the first ever episode of black mirror which was um created quite a long time ago now quite a few years ago um in the first episode, um, what actually happened is the Prime Minister in the UK was being um, basically blackmailed um, into having sex with a pig. Oh, right. And then obviously a few yeah. years later, what came out? Hey, well, obviously <laughs> we said there'd be more mentions of penises in this episode. There's one. And there is one. Um, it, it, I don't think it was actually, actually ever alleged David Cameron had sex with a pig. Not quite, but it wasn't far really... off that. Purely that he may have inserted part of himself into the pig's mouth. Yeah, I've actually, I actually read the book. Oh, I didn't read the book. I was in Dubai. I, I never buy stuff. I mean, instead, I'm, I sometimes stand in Dubai Smith and read the book for free. Uh, and the actual book where this was alleged in, uh, which was written by um, Lord Ashcroft and someone else, um, 
and I was so, I sort of assumed that it was only sort of a slight implication that David Cameron had done this, and it was like sort of um, sort of sexed up a bit by various other people. But it is actually quite direct. That it does sort of say in there quite clearly. It was alleged that David Cameron uh, put his manhood into a pig's mouth. <laughs> but it is quite you know you, you can't miss that reference. I what he's doing in his retirement. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on then, on to the next uh, item. And this is uh, the quite shocking thing that happened in the week, America, and obviously going back to all the stuff that, you know, American guns, basically. Yeah. That's been all talked about, hasn't it? Isn't it amazing that um, all these countries that have got bans on assault weapons, far less people get shot? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very depressing that you some kids go to school and their government doesn't really care at all about trying to protect them from... The risk of someone coming in and shooting them, despite being asked to do so quite a lot of times. I even in the it sort of, I don't, know if, I don't know whether this is true or not, but a lot of students were considering staging a basically walkout of schools across the USA hmm. um, and not basically going to school until uh, the government does something about it. Yeah, but I, I think they've tried. Uh, certain prime, uh, presidents have tried in the past and and failed. And it's never been allowed through. Uh, I'm not sure how many members of the National Rifle Association are on the in the US. Probably about three million. But it's about 300 people, uh, 300 million people live in America. So surely they are more powerful than the National Rifle Association. Uh, but it never seems to happen. And what a depressing, uh, depressing thing that is. I'm talking about depressing things. Um, Oxfam. Have you seen those? They're in the news. Yeah. Um, it turns out that if there is a natural disaster somewhere. And someone decides, instead of staying at home in their nice, safe, warm, sheltered house, they would rather go and live in the middle of a zone that has been war-torn or destroyed by an earthquake. Sometimes those people are a bit dodgy. It's hard to believe. Um, And it is a really... Because it's been alleged that um, someone who was running um, the Oxfam operation in Haiti in 2011, I think it was, um, had organised orgies and had used prostitutes in Haiti um, and had parties and all that sort of stuff and basically acted improperly. Um, and do you know what their chief executive said when he gave an interview to The Guardian? No, I know. Did he, he try and justify it? Or? Uh, he didn't quite try and justify it. He said, it's not as though we've been killing babies in their cots, is it? He said... No, no, you're right, actually. As, as far as we're aware, <laughs> it isn't. Uh, and it's certainly fair to say that Oxfam do a fantastic amount of work and they are, they've are they done so many good things. But at the same time, you think, well, I'll tell you what, if you've gone to somewhere where you're meant to be protecting people who are incredibly vulnerable, I think paying them to have sex with you is probably not the not the way to kind of get the country back on its feet. It's shocking, really, isn't it? But like like you said, what you said before, like Oxfam do a lot of great work, and they do. this is obviously always, as with most things, is going to be uh, a select group of individuals. Uh, we, well, we very much hope so. Yeah, um, so those kind of people. Once again, we always end up talking about on our podcast, don't we? People who can't be trusted with the internet, yeah, or just yeah. can't be trusted in general. Yeah, <laughs> and it always tends to be people in positions of power. Unfortunately, more power so. than most of us. So, unfortunately, so. So let's line things up a bit and talk about jihadists. Um, <laughs> with uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, they've managed to catch the rest of the Beatles. Oh, have they? Finally, yeah. okay. Um, there is a, a, a group of four jihadists uh, fighting for ISIS. Who yeah, named the Beatles, and and one of them was called John. Yes, um, but I don't think any of the names match, do they? I think it, it, well, it's not his real name, John. He was called Jihadi John, but he was the one that. Um, was killed in an airstrike, weren't they, quite a few months ago, maybe a year ago uh, or so, maybe ago, longer. Think, yeah. um, which is obviously they called the Beatles, quite accurate, because uh, John was the one who died first. Yeah, so very very good um, historical reference there from uh, whoever it was who decided to catch him first. But, but the reason they get called the Beatles isn't, it doesn't really sit right with me. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Um, they call them the Beatles because they've got a British accent. Uh, yes, pretty much. Um, now, <laughs> uh, now, the Beatles were from Liverpool, 
And if you've ever heard George Harrison speaking, he said, well, you see, the thing about the Beatles was, um, it didn't sound anything <laughs> like a Cockney, as well, which I think is where these were from. Uh, most of them were London and got London accents. So anybody listening to us, um, we don't actually sound anything like the Beatles. We're, we're, we're from sort of Sheffield, and um, Liverpool's probably about two hours away from here. Yep. And we've, we've got completely different accents everywhere, even in the UK. Um, but the, the, the Liverpool accent, particularly, I like, it's a favourite accent of mine. But, uh, well, but are you going to do an impression of it? The Liverpool accent. Yeah, I, I I can't hold on a minute. I can't. I can't without. I can't without stereotyping. The only way I could do a a Scouse accent is if I stereotype a Scouser because what's that's the what's only... wrong with that. Well, well, okay. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> I'm not as good at accents as you are. No, no, that's 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 a, that's a good effort. Um, so... Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> so. Um... <laughs> But, but aside from that, uh, one thing that did actually interest me uh, in relation to catching um, ISIS and uh, trying to reduce the kind of online material that's getting put out there is that someone had um, created a computer program using artificial intelligence that recognises jihadist material. Um, and to do this, they had to sort of play a lot of jihadist material to the laptop or to the computer program that was doing this. And you sort of thought, well... What about if they accidentally radicalised this computer server? And it only has to take from... It could leak from the laptop to one of those robotic dogs yeah. that opens doors and then... Well, that opens a, a whole new door of trouble, doesn't it, I suppose? It does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got to be careful. We don't want to be brainwashing our own computers. Yeah. You're trying to, you're trying to get it to do something. Does the exact opposite. That'd be yeah, terrible. You know, if you, imagine if somebody else picks up that laptop afterwards... Um, you know, because maybe, for example, a, a small um, local sort of Sheffield-based podcast needs a new laptop. <laughs> we get hold of it. Anything could happen. You know, we've we already mentioned jihadists on a podcast. I mean, out for that might if we can we tag it with jihadists, we might try and get a few more, <laughs> a few more listeners in from yeah. people that think it's. They're not going to learn anything on this. Although we did mention earlier about a coconut um, destroying a coffin. Oh yeah. Um, so we, we we probably are putting ourselves at risk there. So. Although to be fair, if that's what they're doing, most people in coffins are dead anyway. So well, yeah. <laughs> never mind. Um, I, I think one more thing to possibly talk about KFC. Oh yeah, this is this is brilliant, isn't it? Um, so KFC, um, lots of their branches have had to close because they've got no chicken. Yeah, that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, they thought. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm just going to make sure uh, everything's ticking over smoothly at the local KFC that I'm manager of. Um, what do I need to make sure that uh, that we've got to make sure this branch operates efficiently? Um, that'd be chicken then, wouldn't it? Because well, that's all we really sell, isn't it? Chicken. Oh, have we got... oh no, no, we've not got any chicken. That's a bit of a problem, isn't it? It's effectively a chip shop now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's... what can the chip butties? You know, the bad thing is they've closed the shops down, and you know what they've said to the members of staff. You have to take time off as holiday. Maybe. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. But yeah, we've run out of chicken, yet you're not going to get paid. Maybe, right, this is not actually, it's nothing to do with the delivery problem. Maybe somebody has worked out what the secret blends of seven herbs and spices are. So they've decided to take that special ingredient off the menu. Um Chicken. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, it's actually 11 herbs and spices. 11 herbs, not it seven, is. yeah. And if you go on to... Do you know if you go on to I, KFC's I, Twitter account? I think we. I think I wanted. I, I was. I should have mentioned this actually last week mm. when we were talking about the Spice Girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go, you go, go on then. You tell us. No, you tell us. No, you tell us. Oh, go on. Um, well, the KFC Twitter account. Oh, follows, I'll tell you. No, yeah, I'll tell on. you. <laughs> no. So I'll do the first bit, and then you can do the second bit because I can't remember the second bit. So somebody, and it took ages for anybody to notice this, didn't it? Somebody on Twitter spotted that KFC followed eleven different people. 
didn't yep. it? Just 11 people. And when this person clicked in to see who that was, he was the genius that in his head, he worked it out, didn't he? And he worked out that actually uh, KFC sp- follows the five Spice Girls. And then to get 11, you follow six people called Colonel. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, you follow six <laughs> people called Herb. Or Spice. No, I think it's just Herb. Oh, just Herb. So Herb's... He's got oh, six Spice, herbs, of course. Yeah, there six, you go. Six Herbs and five Spices. There you go, yeah. So so we know what the secret ingredients are anyway. So just have to, you know, grab a few Spice Girls, get a few people called Herbs and chuck them into a pan and you've sorted it. And just yeah. don't forget your chicken, of course. Mm. Uh, lastly, then, uh, we've got the SpaceX programs. The SpaceX... Um, it was basically the um, Elon Musk, who's a sort of um, Canadian businessman, engineer, inventor... Did he uh, invent... He's got his own space th- firm and stuff like that. Invent- did he invent PayPal? Did he? Is that the one who invented PayPal? He's, uh, a, he's a clever. He's a clever fellow then. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's inventing PayPal that hard. Pretty. <laughs> um, I presume he must be made to sort of send a car into space. So yeah. Well, this, so what he did then is he, he launched uh, the Falcon Heavy, which is the fourth highest capacity rocket ever built. Um, after Saturn v Energia and N1, which not, means nothing to You're me. You're just reading that off the screen there, aren't I am, you? Of course I am, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the most powerful rocket in operation as of as of now, basically. Uh, the inaugural mission carried a... Te- this is the main bit of it, though, the bit that sort of stands out to everyone. A Tesla... Is that right? Tesla? Tesla. Sorry, Tesla Roadster, which is a car. And it's one of his cars, isn't it? It is. And rather than putting himself in it, which is probably a good idea not to, he's put uh, basically a dummy of a spaceman, isn't he? So now there's just this car floating around with a spaceman in it. Is that yeah, right? It's estimated that it might take tens of millions of years before it either crashes into Earth or Venus. So is it... It was, is it? Oh, so it's not in orbit around Earth? Is it? Is it slowly moving away from Earth? Or? Uh, well, it's just, it's just moving around in the... Um, it's got its own orbit, so it's just floating around in space, and at some point it might crash into Earth. Right, It's okay. estimated. Because they, they could monitor it at first, but I don't know if the monitoring's gone of it now, so you can't actually see it now, can you? I don't Has think. it not got a sat-nav in it? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's all well and good sending the car into space, but is he then going to send a rocket like down to the down to the shops and that sort of stuff and sort of pick up his groceries or is he just doing it purely one way? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know a huge amount about this man, but uh, say he owns Tesla and uh, he invented PayPal as well. Um, I think he's been... Is he married the same woman three times? Is that right? I think he's... I, I, I think he's very dedicated. Yeah. Well, I think they've now split up again. I think he's married someone else. And send him into space next. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that would be quite bad. Um, I'm not sure if he's... In... And her car. Imagine if it was her car. Which is, uh, we've got divorced. You know, I was supposed to be taking the car. Where is it? Oh, it's, uh, it's in orbit. <laughs> It'll crash back into Earth in tens of millions of years' time. I mean, I'm not sure if he's involved in scandals. I mean, if he was, name Elon. If he'd have a scandal, it'd be called Elon Gate. Well, <laughs> at which point it'd probably like gone forever, surely, which would be a huge risk, wouldn't yeah. it? I wonder if there's any speed cameras in space. Um, you know, how fast is that car actually going? I don't know. It'd be, I'd be impressed if we can get a letter from space back down to him. And for... in years' time, anyway, they're going to electric, aren't they? And um, and sort of solar cars and stuff. So that'll be no good after what is it, twenty thirty or something like that? Yeah. So yeah. they'll have to go up and I don't know, put something else in it. Not yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, they must run out of petrol at some point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought it'd be useful at this point to find out what else is actually in space, because now there's a car floating around up there. I, w- I was interested in finding out what else is actually out there in space orbiting, okay? So here we go. Here is the regular, irregular feature. So 
So, yes, the regular, irregular feature. Now, we're going to be looking at objects that are in space. So, according to the United States um, Space Surveillance Network, there are more than 21,000 objects larger than 10 centimetres orbiting the Earth. Okay? So, what we want to know is... Uh, we haven't done the uh, theme, have we? <laughs> <laughs> we're coming right. back to the theme we'll shortly. We're going to do the regular irregular feature now, and then we'll come back to our theme later. According to the United Space, it states then all these objects that are in in space, twenty one thousand objects larger than ten centimeters orbiting the Earth. So what I've done is I can't possibly go through twenty one thousand. It might be a bit too many. So what we're going to do instead is I've picked ten out, and I want you to tell me if they are orbiting space or not. So I haven't actually come up with a game, a name for this game today. Um, well, what about your space or mine? Um, hmm, no. we'll think about it. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, never mind. So, which, which of these ten objects is in space, and which ones aren't? Okay. So, are we ready? First of all, your first object, then Fisher, is a football. Is there a football out there in space orbiting? And by the way, not all of these might necessarily be orbiting. Some of them might be on, might other, be, yeah, on um, other ships or whatever out there. Um, what, what about calling it spatial awareness? Spatial awareness. We'll yeah. go with spatial awareness. Okay. okay. Um, so, is there a football that I, th- I know? There's some golf balls on the moon. Well, I think someone... Sorry, this, this might be one of the questions coming up later on, but I think someone wants to hit some golf balls on the moon. Um, would they have played football? I think, I think they could have done. Feasibly, they might have taken a football there, kicked it around and left it there. What are you going for, then? I'm going to say that there is football somewhere in space. Well done. Correct. Yes, there is a football. And it's actually a tribute to a former astronaut. Um, and it's an astronaut who was supposed to be um, an Apollo mission that didn't go particularly well. They didn't actually get up there into space. And then years later, another astronaut who went and whose son went to the same school as the other astronaut's son who didn't ever get up into space because the mission failed. Uh, they decided to take the football up as a bit of a tribute. And that is actually now orbiting somewhere in space as a bit of a tribute to um, this astronaut didn't make it in the first place so yeah well done that's correct also you were right by the way with the golf ball uh, a golf ball was hit on the moon by the apollo 14 mission astronaut alan shepherd he sent it 200 yards which is 182.9 meters in zero gravity is that good for golf uh, of course 200 yards not not particularly well i suppose it depends what it is but in zero it? gravity yeah. it's pretty pretty decent i suppose well in zero gravity it should go further surely. should it Oh, yeah, because it's not, it's not been pulled back down to the Earth. No, but the, oh, well, surely, sorry, back down to the surely gravity helps it move, possibly. Well, no, gravity brings things to the floor, well, We're not it? physicians, are we? But we're, we're trying as best. Well, a physician's <laughs> a doctor, Jimbo. Oh, never um, mind. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's... Um, I, I suppose this... No, what, what do you call what do you call a, 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 a physicist? We're not a physicist. Yes, we, we are not. <laughs> um, I suppose one thing I would say is this football that is in space. Are you sure yeah. it's not just sort of a penalty that Emil Heskey took that went skew with? Or... <laughs> Possibly, yeah. It, it, you, you could be right with that one. Um, maybe that research was wrong. Maybe it was just some, something simple as a, a football and missing a penalty. Anyway, uh, next then a cow, a ca- an actual um, cow, an actual cow. Um, well, some of the first. Um, before humans went in space, they sent animals in space, didn't they? So uh, a monkey went in space, is that right? You, you're correct, yeah. There are a few monkeys out there, and most of them tend to be called Albert, because they right. decided to name every monkey that they sent into space Albert for some for some reason. We're not 100% sure why. Okay. Um, but I, I don't see any reason why you'll get a cow going in space. I think it'd be very difficult getting, a, getting to a rocket, in all honesty. How, how would you convince them to get in? <laughs> These monkeys can kind of walk and you can pick them up. You can't some, really do throw that. Throw some grass in there, or yeah, maybe to try and lead it up a, up a sort of one a of the robot pathway. dogs could hold the door open. Yeah, uh, so I don't, I don't think there's a cow in space. So you're saying no? No. Well done. Yep, no cow in space. 
However, this is an interesting fact, and, and and the reason I know this is because it was a fact that I did on my uh, own radio show, slight plug there for Jimbo's Sunday brunch on Penison FM on a Sunday morning. Anyway. 95.7. 10 till 12 in the morning. So no cows in space. Um, but it was uh, in 1930, Elm Farm Ollie became the first cow to fly in a fixed-wing aircraft and also <laughs> set the first cow, uh, it also set the record for the first cow to be milked in an aircraft. There are other dead animals, like I said, there are other dead animals floating in space, but the cow didn't, It did. Go, but we did have a cow in a plane, and why? Um, and it was milked. Why would you do that? Yeah, it, it was milked, so instead of thinking... In the, 19, in the 1930s, so this was one of these old things with like the, the leather hat on, it was probably wearing the hat made from one of its <laughs> relatives, and it got the goggles on and everything about. You're so wrong, isn't it? But So in the 1930s, then, what, you, you managed to get planes to take off and stay in the air, so instead of people deciding, um, let's, you know, let's work out how we can make these planes safer... Yep. faster, carry more. Let's see if we can get a cow in it and then milk it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. But anyway, next then. Um, is there a gentleman called Mr. Smith? Um, is he really called Mr. Smith or is he just up there cheating on his wife and has given the fake name? <laughs> um, what, are you able to elaborate any more or just simply, it, could, could it be an astronaut named Mr. Smith? I'm just saying Mr. Smith. Um, you, you've got to, you're going to have to come up with your own... As to what that this. could be. I think there might be an astronaut on the International Space Station, even though the majority of them are Russian. And I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of Russian people who pass themselves off as Mr. Smith who come to the UK. So I will say there is. There is. Correct, yeah. But not for the same reason you've just suggested. Actually, Mr. Smith was an old astronaut suit that they attached some radios to and then threw out of the space station. So basically, he was a spaceman, a bit like the one in the car, mm-hmm. but just sort of floating around in orbit. Um, but apparently, it didn't last too long because it disintegrated and then just sort of, yeah. And I think it, the Earth's, it got, when it got sort of so close to the Earth's atmosphere, it sort of just sort of disintegrated up and everything. So it's not there anymore. Uh, next then, carrier bags. Carrier bags. Um, well, carrier bags are notorious for <laughs> not breaking up, are they? Um, you know, the plastic, plastic is very, very bad um, and causes a lot of pollution. It doesn't break up. I'm not sure if you've seen actually in the news this week that Glastonbury have said they're going to have a full ban on plastic in a 2019 event, uh, which means that Dolly Parton won't be performing there. Well, they, they are they not going to be having uh, Yazoo and the plastic population either? They're not. No, no, <laughs> jo- no John Lennon and the plastic owner bans or anything like that. Um, so carrier bags, they don't break up. So I don't see why they would take them there unless it's a biodegradable carrier bag. So I'm going to say... So I think they might have left it there to see whether it breaks up. So I'm going to say there is some carry bags there. Okay. Yeah, correct again. Well done. So there are carry bags in space. Unfortunately, it's not um, the result of uh, an experiment either. It's quite simply littering. Would you believe? What? Littering takes part in space. It happens in space. So apparently, and it's 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 the Russian astronauts who be. I mean, they get oh, accu- Russian people get accused of everything nowadays, don't yeah. they? Um, but they were accused of sort of basically uh, throwing and fly tipping mm-hmm. their sort of rubbish in space, and they, they, they even found this old sort of junk ship in space that just looked uh, like a teenager's bedroom, basically mm-hmm. inside, and they reckon that's where all these uh, these carry bags are from. Having having discussed earlier on. Um, people who carry around uh, dog muck in carry bags to think that's what it is. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I've, I've, I'll tell you what, I've done it on the floor, it's now floated up, I'll catch it in the carrier and just chuck it out of the hat. Or do you think, like, before the astronauts went up to space, um, the, one of the wives maybe said to him, oh, we've, Derek, we've, we've missed Bindi, haven't we? Do you mind just taking <laughs> these up there and getting rid? <laughs> it could spice. be like some like grass cuttings or something, the other things you can't quite fit in your bin. Yeah. <laughs> Take them with you, just, just bung them up there, will you? There's plenty of space up there. Um, anyway, yeah, we don't want to be in space as well, do we? Um, so, 
Uh, next said, I promised you penises, and here's it's time for the penis, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, is there in space a drawing of a penis? I suspect um, a, a lot of, it's not to say that all astronauts are male, but a lot of them are. I suspect quite a few of them will enjoy drawing a picture of a todger somewhere. <laughs> um, well, you, you can't help but do it wherever you go, can you? When, you're young, yeah. when, you, when you're younger, you tend to you just tend to draw them everywhere, don't you? Your friends' bags and yeah. books and wherever. When you say your friends' bags, obviously on, on, you're win, on steamy yeah. windows and so on. Yeah, um, I, yeah. Imagine the windows must steam up in a rocket, surely. Yeah, I said they must be more advanced to not do that. But um, I would think logic would say yes, it would be. But at the same time. I, I think I think astronauts would get told. I think I've heard about it if there was there. So I'm going to say there isn't a drawing of a penis there. There isn't. Isn't. All right. Okay. Well, you would be wrong. Really? I'm quite glad so, about that. There is a drawing of a penis um, out there in space, um, and actually, it was done by an actual artist, Andy Warhol. He drew it on the moon. Uh, no, he didn't draw it on the moon. He <laughs> drew it before it went to the that. moon. He basically, um, him and some other um, sort of collaborative of artists, um, did some drawings on a very, very small um, sort of ceramic tile and sneaked it aboard one of the um, space missions before it went up. Uh, and we, one, of them, one of them was going to the moon. And now there is somewhere on the moon a small ceramic tile. And on that tile, um, there are various drawings. Somebody drew a futuristic version of um, what they think Mickey Mouse might look like or something like that. Andy Warhol was asked to to do something artistic um, or draw his initials, and he's actually drawn a penis. All oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, and it's not even a very good penis for an good artist either. It's not a very good, accurate drawing. Um, but he does claim that it's it's actually a take on his initials. Um, oh, right. it, but it, it doesn't. It really doesn't look like it. It, it looks like a penis. Mm. But it's actually um, apparently it's called the Moon Museum. This ceramic tile. So it's a, a, a mu- they call it a mu- Moon Museum because it's a small bit of artwork on a on a tiny tile. So they call it the Moon Museum. Um, but actually, in space somewhere, there's also said to be a black and white diagram gra- diagram of human sex organs. And I was trying to look into this and why and how. But apparently, there's also a black and white diagram of human sex organs up there. There's a lot of things up in space like that that I don't know if people have put them there because they think you know if a future sort of generation finds it and stuff like that. There's all sorts of random stuff up there, and more of them are to come. Okay. I think there was also another uh, drawing of a penis. Uh, that they got three testicles on there, and it was drawn by that Russian astronaut, wasn't it, um, Udin Nikobolikov? <laughs> Possibly. Next, then. Um, so, the next thing up in space, Scotty from Star Trek. Oh, well, he has to be beamed up, didn't he? So be- oh, no, sorry, he didn't have to be beamed up. It was the one people, who was, he beamed he, people he, up. He beamed people up, yeah. yeah. I think, I don't see why there'd be a Scotty there, so I, think that's, I don't think that's true. Okay, uh, the answer there, then, is... You got it wrong. Wrong, yeah. We do, yeah... There is Scotty in space. It's his ashes that are up there. Oh, the ashes of, course, of the yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, they they got sent up to space along with the creator of Star Trek as well. Actually, yeah. a few I don't know if it was years later or, well, or before, it, but yeah, it's the ashes of the actor who played him then, as opposed to of him. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the ashes <laughs> of a fictional character. Yeah, but I thought it'd make me more funny if I if, if I said actually Scotty from Star Trek. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next then, Mister Potato Head, figurine from Toy Story. Yeah, why well, why would there be a Mister Potato Head there? Um, I can't really think. Uh, would Buzz Lightyear have taken it for him? Is that is, is that part of is, that? Could well be the case. Um, he might have taken that directly up. I think Mister Potato Head would rather stay down with Mrs. Potato Head. So I'm going to say that there isn't one there. Uh, and there, you're wrong again. Really? There, 
no, no, sorry, you're right. <laughs> I was just testing you there. Recount. You're right, yeah. No, you, 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 you're right. There isn't a, a, a sort of Mr. Potato Head up there, but there is a Mr. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear is yeah. up there. Uh, he was sent to space on the International Space Station for 450 days and then came back. So <laughs> I think it was a bit of a, some sort of project, school project sort of thing. So do realise he's not a real astronaut, have <laughs> <I> me? <mean. laughs> yeah, don't, don't put, <laughs> pin all your hopes on him. Yeah. Oh, what? He's meant to be the driver. Not, oh, my. Oh, we've not... Oh, no, I can't believe we've fallen for that. Uh, next, then. Um, a Will Young CD. Uh, Will Young. Um, was it left there by someone who was exiting and left the Leave Right Now CD there? Um, <laughs> I'd, it, uh, no, they played it on the launch, didn't they? Um, they played him singing Relight My... Uh, not, oh, it doesn't make any sense, does it? It was Come On Baby, <laughs> Light My Fire, wasn't it? Not Relight My Fire. Um... I don't see why there will be a Will Young CD there, but I can't see why you'd have put it there anyway, but I still think, nonetheless, it's going to be false. Well done, yeah. False. Uh, no Will Young CD up there, but there is a Beatles record, a Chuck Berry record, and a Blur song in space. Is it actually the Beatles, or is it these four jabs? It, it, it could be, who knows, I don't know. Next then, uh, number nine, we're on to food now. Um, a KFC meal. Uh, no, unfortunately, there was no chicken there available to to do that. Um, oh, that, do you think that's why they've closed down? They've sent you know all the chicken well, to the moon. When I originally wrote this, uh, now I've, I'm going to obviously give away the answer here. I'd wrote McDonald's Happy Meal, but I thought we've got to change this to KFC meal. Right, okay. <laughs> so, um, is there a KFC meal in space? I think. I think. By the way, you've changed that. I'm going to say it's a no. <laughs> yeah, well done. No. no KFC meal, but Pizza Hut delivered a pizza into space in 2001 to International Space Station. It cost them a million dollars to deliver it, um, which it would be, wouldn't it? You oh, know, yeah. If you ordered a pizza, if I said, I'm, can I have one? Where are you? Oh, I'm on the moon. Of course it's going to cost you a lot of money. Well, they do it by distance, don't they? So, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the Russians getting paid to have pizza delivered to them, so they were on the on the moon and they got paid to, not on the moon, sorry, in the space station, they got paid to eat this pizza, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the US crew were forbidden from eating any of it because NASA's got a policy against advertisements on their spacecraft so they had to sit there watching <laughs> they'd watching rather them. starve them instead and I wonder if, was it cold could they heat it up I'm not <coughs> sure um, but anyway how'd never you, how'd you get delivery moped up there that's <laughs> what I don't understand next then uh, urine urine um, is I th- well there must, it must be urine in space surely because what do you do when you go to the toilet doesn't it just fire it out like an aeroplane does sort of a frozen shard of piss like a <laughs> like a Horrible icicle, almost. Um, so I think I think there must be some urine in space, and I think for that reason, you are correct. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, spot on. So yeah, um, there is, um, and it's because um, in the originally during space flight, they did used to basically just throw it out into the atmosphere, then it crystallised, and then it floats around as wee particles. Because we say throw it out, then just wee into the hand, and then chuck it straight out the window, surely. But actually, the more modern now, they've actually got new techniques, meaning actually they can, uh, they've got um, <laughs> they've got technology that means they can actually turn it back into drinking water. I was going to say they drink it, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well, purify it and then drink it, yeah. Yeah, that's how it works, so there you go. How are you enjoying that beer, Fisher? <laughs> well, I, I <laughs> you know, I did say it was UFO, UFO yeah. uh, white ale. Yeah, I did wonder why it was so cloudy. <laughs> anyway... Okay, so our uh, 50 minutes um, 
Podslay, men's Podslay event uh, is going to be quite a long one, I think, because we're already on around 40, 44 minutes, <laughs> something like that. So uh, very quickly, we'll cover our today's theme, which is the Winter Olympics. And of course, it's been the Winter Olympics. Um, we've been enjoying that, haven't we? Watching all sorts of the weird events like the skeleton and the... Yep. Um, there's, there's been some really odd events, hasn't there? It seems to be getting odder as we go on. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do lots of like snowboarding and half pipe and all that sort of stuff. And it, yeah, it seems to be... A lot more different. Or even the sort of events where they don't even have anything to sit on. They just sort of fly down something in the snow, don't they, whatever. Yeah. But this is the thing. It nearly got Some of the events nearly got cancelled due to bad weather. What? <laughs> How does that work? It's, it's the, the Winter, Winter Olympics, Olympics yeah. isn't it? It's, it, it's bonkers. So, it, so what do you want when, the, when it's in the Winter Olympics? You, you want snow and ice. And snow and ice nearly got the whole thing called off. But it, yeah. apparently I looked into this. It wasn't the snow and ice. It was the sort of strong winds that they're experiencing. And obviously if you're thinking about the sort of ski jumpers, hmm. they could end up anywhere. Yeah. Um, if you're going up in the, in the, the challenge, game. yeah, yeah. But anyway, there you go. Did they call it off because it was slippy? Was that it? Well, this, <laughs> this brought us on to thinking about sort of having. Um, we ought to have an autumn Olympics because UK would be brilliant at this, wouldn't they? And we've already yeah. talked about sort of strange events and stuff that they have at the Winter Olympics. At the Autumn Olympics, we could have all sorts of things, couldn't we? Yeah, could have conkers, conkers, leaf sweeping. Yeah, a bonfire building. Yeah, That'd be great. Yeah, and, and the UK be brilliant at things like that, or yeah. just queuing in general, queuing in the cold. Yeah, you know, moaning getting, about it, getting on busy trains. Yeah, moaning about it. Yeah, talking about hey, well, the, the nights are drawing in a bit now, aren't they? It'd be gold medals galore. Changing the clocks. <laughs> uh, and also, I saw the organisers at the uh, Winter Olympics, and I think this is something that came up at the actual normal Olympics as well. Normal Olympics. Normal Olympics. The yeah. Summer Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Steady on, because they're sort of like the yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean that. You know. Anyway, so the Summer Olympics. Um, they do this sort of thing as well. Uh, at the Winter Olympics, though, they handed out 110,000 condoms to athletes taking part, um, which is apparently a new world record. So they've actually yeah. recorded this as well. Um, is that so... it? And there was the first world record of the Winter Olympics is... Is it in the snow? Is it in the snowboarding? No. Is it in the skiing? No. It's, it's, it's handing the most condoms out. That's what it is. Um, but that's enough because of, of the amount of athletes there are. It's enough for each athlete to have sex 37 times over 16 days. Um, is, is that right, or is it... Because surely only the male participants need a condom, not the females as well. True. So, so, <laughs> so, yeah. No, but, but, you would, but, but, the, but the female ones could, you know... Yeah. So, so that means potentially... It, has that been worked out properly? It could be more than 37, time, well, yeah. 37 times each, I suppose. Surely, surely it's double that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm led to believe it sort of takes two to tango, doesn't it? So it's, yeah, if you do it on your own, then that's a slightly different story. Yeah. Um, but there we go. Um, and I've got a, I've got a quiz. You know, obviously, we like to have little quizzes. So I managed to get a couple of interesting facts about the Winter Olympics. How many are we going to do? We're just going to do a few. We've got five. Oh, that's fun. One, one for each Olympic ring. Okay. Uh, and also, I can't really find anything interesting out about the Winter Olympics. It's nowhere near as good as the Summer Olympics. But uh, but there we go. Um, so. Oh, just going back to these uh, athletes having sex. 30, 37 times over in 16 days, they could potentially, because of the amount of condoms they were given. Yeah. It's quite cold. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't do anything for your appetite, does it? Well, probably, yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, it might be bitterly disappointing for the women, perhaps. <laughs> um, but there we go. Um, so, yeah, uh, quiz for the Winter Olympics. So, um, what did Stephen Bradbury do at the 2002 Olympics? Did he win gold on the speed skating after everyone else crashed on the last corner and he calmly skated through to win? Or was he in the skeleton and crashed at such speed that he flew over the side of the bank slope and landed next to some spectators? Uh, so he either fell over the t- went over the top to going so fast and ended up next to some spectators or was yeah. the first one again or he was in the speed skating and on the last corner everyone crashed and he just skated through at the end and won 
you know what? I seem to I seem to feel like I've seen that happen on like you know the sort of comedy sports shows where they show funny clips. So I'm going to go with the first one. So you think he, everyone else fell over at last corner and he skated and he through? skated through? And you're right. Yes. It was exactly it was. So you think I might, I might have seen that? I think on the telly before. Yeah. It was exactly that. Um, now I'm not sure if you've seen this one in the news this week. Uh, what happened to Norwegian athletes that embarrassed them this year? Was it that their person in charge of arranging flights initially booked the team onto a plane in Pyongyang in North Korea and not Pyongyang in South Korea? Or was it that instead of ordering 1,500 eggs for their team, their chefs accidentally ordered 15,000 eggs and they duly arrived at Olympic Village? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go for the second one with the eggs. The eggs. Um, because I think it would be quite difficult to accidentally go to North Korea, I think. I don't think it's an easy place to get to or go to because of, you know, various reasons, political reasons and so on. So I've got the second one. So you think that they accidentally ordered ten times as many eggs? Yes. And you'd be correct. <laughs> Obviously not the first time that uh, someone has... Uh, failed to correctly estimate something uh, at the Olympics by a factor of 10, because obviously uh, <laughs> the budget for the London 2012 Olympics, you know, if, uh, presumably someone similar was doing that. Well, it's going to cost us... Uh, and also maybe million. overestimated the budget for condoms as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. Maybe the same person, or I don't know, might have been involved in that. Could have been. Huh? Um, but yeah, never mind. I'm not quite sure how it works. In fact, they've got egg on the face, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, they have. They've, uh, and also, obviously, I don't really understand how it works, because they don't have numbers in South Korea. They've just got symbols for everything. So I don't see how they could actually accidentally order an extra zero into it because you bought it in a symbol, which is completely different. But there we go. Um, so in terms of curling, uh, a good sport for the UK, the stones that are used in curling, is it the case that the stones used in curling are manufactured using stone from only two quarries in the world and they can last for up to 50 years? Or is it that curling stones have been manufactured since the 1960s uh, made using a synthetic plastic material which has allowed a much smoother surface on the bottom of the stone, allowing it to glide better and it's pretty much transformed the sport? Okay, um, so they're made out of a special plastic is the second one, did you say? Well, one is that they come from two quarries, um, and that's the only place you can make them from, and the second one is basically they just come from um, the manufacturer using a synthetic plastic material. Mm, so the second one, they wouldn't be allowed at Glastonbury in future, would they? Uh, they wouldn't, no. <laughs> all those people like to go curling at Glastonbury. <laughs> uh, which you could do in the mud. Imagine sweeping all the mud yeah. you know, as it's going through. Uh, we'll go with the, uh, the, the second one. Second one, so you think it's made from a synthetic material? Yeah. Uh, you'd be wrong. Oh. Okay. I mean, curling, you sometimes wonder whether it's just sort of like Housework on ice, almost. Is it? It's a bit of sweeping and doing and stuff. And I, I did see that. A That's Russian... exactly how me and my wife do the kitchen. <laughs> well, you, you throw a stone down and she like sweeps up after it. Not quite then... a stone. It's just sort of a, a mop bucket, and we go along mopping away. Yeah. And yeah, That's very good. <laughs> do things together. I, I was amazed really that a Russian athlete failed a drugs test. It was a curler. All right. Think, okay. What possible advantage can you get from taking drugs? Oh, I tell you what, he's much better at sliding down on, that, <laughs> uh, on one knee when he's on drugs than uh, than when he's clean. Uh, but yes, it is the case that the, it's, the stones are manufactured using stones from two quarries, one in Scotland and one in Wales. So, on hosting the Winter Olympics, is it the case that the Winter Olympics have been hosted in the Southern Hemisphere twice? In Queenstown, New Zealand in 1964 and in Santiago, Chile in 1972. Uh, or is it the case that the Winter Olympics has never been hosted in the Southern Hemisphere? And what's more, no Southern Hemisphere city has even applied to host it. I might go with the... Uh... Mate, I'm going to go with the second one because I think there's probably not as many choices of places to go for the Southern Hemisphere because of the fact that it's generally warmer and maybe there aren't as many well-set-up places down south for those kind of events and so on. Yeah. So suppose, I'll go with the second one. I suppose you couldn't host it in Antarctica, could you? <laughs> um, and you'll be right. Excellent. Yeah, but it, it's 
not only have not hosted it, no one's applied to host it. I was looking on the map, and there might be a couple of places in New Zealand, maybe, yeah. and possibly very, very south in Chile that actually have the climate for it, potentially, but it doesn't particularly look as though... Well, they don't want snow anyway. It'll get cold off if it snows. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great for the Winter Olympics. It's boiling. <laughs> um, so, final question. Uh, what was unusual about Pegasus Flight 751 on the day of the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi's opening ceremony? So on the day of the opening ceremony for last Winter Olympics, what was unusual about Flight Pegasus 751? Was it that the flight was meant to be en route to Sochi, but was delayed by 22 hours, meaning that the Russian National School Choir champions from Gatinch, just south of St. Petersburg, who were meant to be performing at the opening ceremony, were not able to attend and their part was cut entirely? Or was it that the flight was en route to Turkey and there was an attempted hijacking for a man who insisted on being taken to Sochi? The pilot switched off all the in-flight monitors and landed in Turkey anyhow, and hijacker got off, thinking he was in Sochi and was arrested. <laughs> um, so, do you want those options again? No, I think I'm going to go with the first one. I think the, the choir um, people were got, yeah, that, that one. Meant to be going, but their plane was delayed. Yeah. Uh, you'd, you'd be wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's another example of you making up answers, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, so, yeah, it was the case that... On the day of the last opening ceremony, someone demanded to go there, hi- tried to hijack a plane, and the so pilot landed it. Are the two places very different? Then? Well, one, one place would have been quite cold and snowy, maybe. I don't know co- if it's hasn't it? Austin Winter Olympics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, one place, Turkey, is generally quite warm, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not too sure which part of Turkey they landed in, but I suppose you can't really have a plane in a climate that cold. Presumably you have to land nearby and then travel to there, so it might not be that instantly recognisable. That said, if he's stupid enough to turn up and say, take me there, he might not be that bright enough to work out where he is when he, <laughs> when he gets off the end of it. But, uh, but there we go, so that's that for that feature. So it's time to move on to the next part of the show. Which is the final part of the show, and it's been a, a, a long show today, so we won't take too much time in wrapping it up. But I just thought, going off the back of the Winter Olympics, we did our bit of a... We normally do with social media parts at this... Uh, this stage of the show, don't we? And we uh, we did a bit as our own political Winter Olympics. So we put together the world leaders. So we've got Theresa May, we've got Kim Jong Un, we've got uh, we've got uh, Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump uh, all going head to head in some events. And we uh, put them on, on polls on Twitter. So the first event was our speed skating. And uh, at the opening ceremony of our political Winter Olympics, Kim Jong-un set off a few fireworks. Some of them <laughs> narrowly missed Japan. Um, and we went into the ski, uh, speed skating event. Who do you reckon won? Was it Theresa May, Kim Jong-un, Donald Trump or Vladimir Putin? I think um, given that it's a very individual event, if you can get sort of a bit of assistance from someone. So I think Donald Trump would have won with Vladimir Putin helping him along. <laughs> Maybe skating out in front, getting some clean air from them, moving off the side and Trump coming through. Well, actually, Vladimir won it for himself. Vladimir took the gold. Uh, Theresa May got a silver for the UK there. Uh, Kim Jong um, un took the uh, bronze and Donald Trump uh, got nothing in that yep. particular skating event. Um, but yeah, we, Henry said he would give Vladimir Putin his vote for any of those, uh, any of our Winter Olympics events because he, he sent us a picture of Vladimir Putin topless, looking quite buff, I suppose, looking quite, yep. a, quite a strong fella anyway. So Henry giving his votes to uh, Vladimir Putin for most of these. Uh, so we moved on to the next uh, event then. Uh, and on the next event, we decided to go with curling. Okay, so curling. Uh, who do you think would have won the curling? Well, obviously, whoever had taken the performance enhancing drugs to get themselves better at curling. <laughs> um, I think... Do you think Kim Jong-un might be good at that? Um, well, we said think... that uh, Donald Trump's got the hair. If you can turn him upside down and use him as a broom. Yeah. Uh, you've got cool. Theresa May, who could use Boris Johnson as a broom. Yeah. Um, 
So you've got Kim Jong-un who apparently set off early um, with his stones. Despite being warned quite a few times not to set these stones off, he went ahead with it anyway. Um, and yeah, what, what do we reckon? Do you think Vladimir was any good at his curling? Uh, I'm not too sure. I mean, they have you aim for the house, don't you, in the... Um... <laughs> When you're playing curling. And Donald Trump lives in the White House. I don't, any kids listening, if you are trying to play curling on the streets outside, try and, do not aim for your house. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so the bit in the middle is called the house, isn't it? <laughs> so I don't I I I'm I, I think Kim Jong un, buoyed by support from possibly the South Koreans who are trying to you know, they're doing joint things at the Winter Olympics, I think Kim Jong un will be best at that. No, no, no. It was Vladimir again. Vladimir again. took yeah, he he came out in front again in the in the curling. Uh, so Vladimir finished at the top with Theresa May once again taking silver. Uh Donald Trump though got a bronze this time. I'm not sure okay. if we're talking about his fake tan there or, or a bronze <laughs> medal. Uh, but he got a bronze and Kim Jong un finished last on that particular one. And then our last event then was the uh, ski jumping. So ski jumping. Who do you reckon took that one then? Well, you'd have thought Trump and Kim Jong-un wouldn't be able to sort of actually get up in the air, given the, <laughs> the weight disadvantage they've got. Theresa May... Well, actually, though, Kim Jong-un's quite often proved that he's uh, got distance capabilities. He has, yeah. That's a very good point. So I can't imagine Theresa May be very good at the ski jump, but I would suspect she's sort of ready for the high jump. Um, so I would say... <laughs> I would say Vladimir Putin again will be the, the main man on this. Well, on this occasion, it was the favourite, Kim Jong-un, because of his, his uh, distance capabilities. He was right. voted as the winner of that event. We had 39% people voting for Kim Jong-un. Um, Vladimir Putin got his silver medal on that one. Theresa May getting bronze and Donald Trump coming last place, which means the medal table, after all of those events, finished Vladimir Putin at the top with two golds and a silver. Theresa May managed to get herself two silvers and a bronze. Kim Jong-un got himself a bronze and a gold, and Donald Trump just got himself the one bronze okay did um did vladimir putin represent russia or was he sort of one of the olympic athletes from russia that they've got in this that the, they can't represent russia yeah. they've got to have a different flag or they've got to go under a different name or yeah. something haven't they Which... no well i think he was re- in our political winter olympics we were letting him represent russia okay but well done to vladimir putin maybe we'll do this again in the summer well done <laughs> anyway uh that's pretty much all we've got time for anything else you want to add no i think that's everything so we'll see you again in a few weeks time when we do our next podcast and we hope everyone's enjoyed it thank you very much sorry it's been a bit long on this occasion if you want to get in touch you can uh, tweet us at waste of web space or you can go to our website www.wasteofwebspace.co.uk there's our facebook account as well various places you can get in touch leave us some reviews we've actually got some reviews on there now haven't we fisher uh, we have yes some of them we will read out next time we will yes some of them are pretty impressive so we'll read them out you can review uh, obviously using uh, maybe some of the podcasting apps that you might use but in particular um on the sort of itunes podcast you can send us your reviews on there and we'll give you a shout out maybe in future we might even give something away um like fisher's microphone or his new headphones or something (laughs) like that i don't know uh thank you very much for listening all right thank you very much and we'll see you next time